Welcome to Fruit Snacks, a weekday podcast that covers big ideas about the Christian worldview in a bite-sized format. Hey everyone, in today's episode we're looking at Proverbs 4. And I would encourage you to read through this entire proverb. I'm going to hit some highlights here and give us a broad overview of the proverb. But this one is one I really enjoyed. And I think if you look at the whole proverb as a whole, what you'll find is that this is a proverb of contrasts. And what I mean here is that in this proverb, you see, broadly speaking, wisdom contrasted with folly. But you see it done in several ways. The kind of language that gets used throughout this proverb, you see it contrasted in all sorts of ways, like life versus death, shore versus unstable footing, rest versus sleeplessness, light versus darkness, healing versus violence, and straight versus crooked paths. Obviously, we would look at all of those lists and put it put together. We could just ask the simple question, which set of characteristics would you prefer characterize your life? And I think the answer is obvious. And that's maybe part of the point of this proverb is that when you put this all together, it paints a very different picture of what kind of life someone will lead when their life is guided or controlled by wisdom versus foolishness and folly. Another thing that I see here is that very clearly we see outlined the role and the importance of a father. Now, I will be the first to say that these principles here could just as easily be applied to parents or to even mentors. And so I don't think that these roles or responsibilities are exclusive to fathers. If you happen to find yourself in a situation where you didn't grow up with a father or where you are raising children uh, as a single parent, I think all of these principles still apply. But what's interesting is that obviously it's, it's framed from the perspective of coming from a father figure. And what we see in here are, are some interesting challenges for those of us who do happen to be fathers. But again, parents or mentors, I would pay attention to these as well. Right in verse 1, we see that the the first job that's listed is to instruct. And that's followed up in verse 2 by this exhortation to teach. And so verbal instruction and teaching is a very important part of sharing wisdom and of leading Others, if we don't actually articulate what we think is the right thing for our children or those under our care to do, it's very important that we say what we expect and also what we want, and that we teach them and instruct them based on some kind of standard, not just our own thoughts or wisdom, but scripture. And so by instructing and by in, by teaching, I think the implication, especially if you take all the Proverbs up to this point as context, the implication is that what we are instructing and teaching is the way of the Lord, that it is his ways, his uh, wisdom, 
and not our own. Now in verse 11, we see a little bit of a shift from verbal teaching and instructing to leading. And I think the implication here is that we are leading by example, meaning that the kind of life that we are living needs to be lined up and consistent with what we are instructing and teaching. In verse 20, we see the pivot back to speaking, again, with the emphasis on saying and and sharing wisdom from our own lives. But then again, a pivot right back in verse 21 to showing and demonstrating. And I think that's interesting because this idea of showing implies in verse 21 that they are seeing us live this way. This idea of sight in verse 21 implies that they can see how we live and not just hear with their ears what we think that they should do or what we say that they should do. There's one more point I'd like to make about this proverb, an observation in verses 18 and 19 about the reinforcing nature of both wisdom and folly. What we see in verse 18 is that those who follow the path of wisdom, that the light shines brighter and brighter versus those in verse 19 who are in folly, that their path takes them into a place of deep darkness. And this idea of the reinforcing nature of these paths, that the word picture that's painted here is that the further down you walk on either of these paths, the easier it gets to stay on the path that you're on. And the consequences that you will reap also become clearer and more distinct. For those who have chosen to follow a path of wisdom, it becomes easier and easier as continual light from God's word and from his perspective sort of illuminates the choices in your path. It becomes easier and easier to see what the right and wise choice is in any given circumstance. But likewise, if you're following a path of foolishness, the further down that path you go, the darker it gets and the harder it is to see what the right choice might be in any given circumstance. And so what we see here is that God has also built in natural consequences to the choices that you and I make, which should challenge us and should challenge us not only for our own lives, but in the lives of those over whom we have influence, whether it's children or just younger friends or family who are younger in the faith, that we have a responsibility to make sure that people understand that the choices that they make, God has baked in natural consequences And he has set his creation up to run, generally speaking, according to those rules. And so it is in our own best interest to follow the path that God has recommended, the way of wisdom and not the way of foolishness. 